in the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening, night or day, in this world. Well, hello everyone, and as always, thank you for tuning in. I would also like to very much thank my supporters in Taiwan. And um, so, moving forward, this is episode number 196. Are you fucking kidding me? Clarence Thomas took gifts from it from the rich. I'm falling out laughing. Before I get into this, I would like to hear um, present you with a little clip from a 1966 movie, an incredibly good film, and it's called A Man for All Seasons. And this is a scene in the opening, uh, early part of the movie, um, where a uh, young man who wants to be, uh, desperately wants to be a member of court in uh, 16th, seven, uh, 16th century uh, England, um, and is willing to do anything. And he is um, friends with... Um, uh, Thomas More, and um, there is this exchange about a a very very expensive, a very ornate goblet, uh, which is a large metal uh, drinking uh, vessel, and that's what the little conversation about. So it's only a little tiny clip, but I think it will be a very good jumping off point with what I have to say. So, uh, give this little clip a listen. Also, just so you know, you will have to turn the volume up a fair bit because the recording levels at that time were much lower than they currently are. So, just for this um, approximate two-minute clip, you'll have to uh, crank up the volume. Um, yeah. And so, here we go. Have you been here all night? Yes. <laughs> Are you said there was a post? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I'll offer you a post with a house, a servant, and 50 pounds a year. What? What post? At the new school. The teacher. Richard, no one's going to give you a place at court. Oh, Master Cromwell says he'll do something for me. Cromwell? Well, if you know Cromwell, you don't need my help. Sir Thomas? If only you knew how much, much rather I'd your help than his. Not to a place at court. Why not? Look. What is it? It's a bribe. I am the gift of Avril Machin. 
And Avril Machin has a lawsuit in the Court of Requests. Italian silver. Take it. No joke. Oh, thank you. What will you do with it? Sell it. And buy what? A decent gown. <laughs> but Richard, that's a little bribe. At court, they offer you all sorts of things, home manners, manor houses, coats of arms. A man should go where he won't be tempted. Why not be a teacher? You'd be a fine teacher, perhaps a great one. If I was, who would know it? You, your pupils, your friends, God. Not a bad public, that. Oh. And a quiet life. You say that. You come from talking with the cardinal. Ah, oh, yes, talking with the cardinal. It's eating your heart out, isn't it? The high affairs of state. The divorce. Boatman. Sir? Take this gentleman to the new inn. Right, sir. Sir Thomas. Thank you. Be a teacher. I wanted to use this clip in particular because I feel it illustrates what I would like to say very well. Corruption, bribery, and the taking of any gifts is no different if it were in the 16th century as it is in the 21st century. And the very notion that it isn't is repulsive, or it should at least be repulsive to a reasonably intelligent person's, well, intelligence. Call it what it is. Now, before I get accused of the knee-jerk reaction of partisanship, I will say this yet again. I don't care of what political stripe you are. It is not a partisan issue. It is an issue of whether one can be bought off or not. It's that simple. This, these things are bribes. No one, again, with any intelligence, would dare have the nerve to look any other reasonably intelligent person in the face and try to claim otherwise. Only a narcissist or a psychopathic narcissist or, again, another patsy of any given political stripe would even begin to have the audacity to do so. So what needs to be done is to call something exactly for what it is. It's a bribe. 
And I am more than absolutely certain there have been certainly just as many bribes that have been taken by all of those corrupt in office who are on the left as there are on the right. And for instance, <clears throat> this other sideshow, this, this laughable sideshow of um, the squeaky-voiced woman warrior, a.k.a. AOC, to even begin to shoot down and make accusations, those kinds of accusations against Clarence Thomas, is utterly laughable. When you consider in the light that... Um, well, I'm sure I'm sure that she has had her share of uh, some uh, perks herself. So, well, I believe what is the old saying: "Those who live in glass houses." But it is what it is, and I am here to try to say something different, no matter how unpleasant it may be. But I enjoy calling a spade a spade. And I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with calling uh, Clarence Thomas that because he is corrupt. To my knowledge, just the very fact that you are a Supreme Court judge, almost by definition, means you are corrupt. And so, I mean, it kind of comes with the territory. This is why I have stated in the past, and I will state once again, that in order to do away with that level of corruption... You have to change the entire structure of the Supreme Court. And when you begin to do that, then you begin to um, well, make things that are better as long as they are changed and as long as they remain changed in that matter. And when I say the change, the change quite specifically is designed not to encourage corruption. So, one good sign of that is that you don't want your Supreme Court justices uh, hopnobbing with the rich. It's not a good idea. And this is a very, a very bad sign. And some of those changes that need to be done is we need to get rid of all of these many, many Supreme Court justices because it's simply a by appointments, a free ride. And again, a continuation of corruption and a free ride for all of these people at taxpayer expense for life. 
um, that have these appointments, and it's a travesty. It's not no small potatoes. It is a huge, huge financial in investment in nothing. You don't need 7, 8, 9, 12, 15 fucking Supreme Court justices. You know what I mean? We need three. Maybe one or two alternates. Three. Just three. Get rid of the rest. Next thing. These are no longer lifetime appointments. Boy. What a sweet deal if you could be the head of a company and couldn't be fired and you got to vote on your own pay raises and you got a very, very good salary. Plus, that doesn't even include all the perks. Plus, when I say perks, I mean the legal perks, the health care there's a whole, a whole slew of benefits, but apparently for Mr. Thomas, that wasn't enough. So you get to hobnob with rich people who basically send you, give you bribes. That's what they mean by quotes, friends. And that's what it is. Anything else is fucking bullshit. Call it what it is. And, um, yeah, I believe that if we got the Supreme Court down to, let's say, three people and maybe a couple of alter alternates, and then we um, we put a max period, um, I don't know, roughly I'd say eight years max, N none of this shit retire until you die you know, making their salaries and all those perks. This this parasitic relationship needs to end. Because you're paying for it. You're paying for it. And you're not supposed to be happy. You're not supposed to say, well, there's nothing I can do. Yes, there is. You could change the laws. There are things you just have to work and you have to struggle. Everybody has to pull and everybody has to struggle and you have to be relentless. You can't just be whimsical one day and, and all fired up, which is based on emotion, because that gets you nowhere. Emotion gets you through a very brief encounter. But it isn't worth a damn for a sustained uh, war. You may, depending on what they, what bones or what crumbs they want to throw you, you know, you may win a little battle here or there. But what matters is winning the war. And there's a whole lot of wars that need to be won. And. You don't go about that with a whole lot of emotion. You go about it based on principles and character and simply understanding what is right. And you don't move on it. 
No compromise, they'll say. Well, that's that's not the spirit. You're not willing to compromise. No. Certain things, no. There's no compromise. Because, again, once you start that dance, then you end up with, you know, perhaps one-fifth of what you originally wanted. That's what we've been doing for the last 40 or 50 fucking years, and it has gotten nowhere. This is why we are in the situation where we are. And, you know, um, Clarence here got his hand caught a little bit in the cookie jar, and uh, the political machine will try to very quickly just fade it out real quickly out of the news out of the press of course you know fox is going to do their best to do a anti-smear campaign which they've done and continue to do because that's their function that's what they do and then obviously the flip side of places that are pseudo-liberal like MSNBC, they flip it the other way and they say, well, he did blah, 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 blah. But in either case, both of them do not address the main points about what needs to be changed. It becomes, again, the same problem that it is and that it always has been, like I keep saying for the last 40 years, when it became a soap opera. Because with a soap opera, you can pretend in your fantasy world, you can pretend to be real concerned about it. You can even talk about it. You can talk with your friends or family, but it doesn't mean a doodly damn. It doesn't mean shit biscuits. Nothing's going to change from your little bit of talk or carrying your signs. That's not what changes it. I don't have to spell out, if you look at the history of this country, what has changed things and what hasn't. What has changed things for the better in France? You just got to know a bit of history. But in and of itself, what Thomas has done, again, he just happened to get caught. You know, if you got a whole bunch of kids, little kids, and one little kid, you know, steals some cookies from the cookie jar, but then he, he gets free, he, he isn't caught. And then he tells his, his buddies, he tells his little friends, hey, there's cookies in the cookie jar. And then one by one, they come in and until, but he got caught. He was the one that was in the media. He's, he's a little bit caught. But it's the way it is portrayed and, uh, you know, just sort of, <laughs> hey, well, yeah, he's got some he's got some rich friends. So what? You know, we all have friends, right? Friends are good, right? Friendly friends. And there's oh no. 
It has nothing to do with politics. Oh, no. And it has nothing to do with his impartiality as being a fucking Supreme Court judge that we are just such good buddies, but it has no effect. That, someone saying that to you would deserve the route in the street where you had a beer or two, you would probably punch him in the fucking face. Which is what you should do. Because they're insulting your intelligence. They are bullshitting you, and you see when they do that, this is what many people have forgotten. When people do that, they are actually, that is a form of insulting you. There's a little bit of lighthearted banter amongst friends is okay. You know, a little fish story here or there. That's okay, but when you have so-called friends or family, when the implications of something like this are that big and that deep, and then they want to tell you, these people that make, again, hundreds of millions of dollars a year, want to tell you, oh, yeah, no, oh, that's, that's just the liberal media. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Okay, you're being fucking insulted. He just got caught. Now, think about this. If that doesn't put a bee in your bonnet, if that doesn't upset you, consider this. Just at this one particular time, in his career, um, so far as his lifetime sweet deal of an appointment, this is just one time he got caught. But think of all of them. Think of all of them. Think of all of them, the Supreme Court just justices alone, just them alone. This doesn't include the senators and congressmen and the whole the whole fucking pack of grifters that they've been stealing endlessly stealing and haven't gotten caught he just happened to get caught you can bet your ass he said well yes i've i've known this fellow for many years yeah, you've known him for many years, and you've been really good pals with you, and think of all those exotic trips or vacations or gifts that you've taken and nobody knew about. And this shit goes on 24-7 all the time, but you never hear about it. Well, just because you don't know you have cancer... Or you've never been told, for instance, that you have cancer. Doesn't mean you don't have it. Doesn't mean that it can't be potentially fucking killing you. I don't know how to make this any plainer. So... 
I, uh, I, I put forth my ideas. If you want to actually get together and form a thought group, that would be a good move. Um, community people have to get together. We used to do that many moons ago in, pu- in pubs. That's how this nation was founded. People talking shit directly in pubs all the time and organizing. Now, in order to do that, in order for that to happen, because there's only so much time, that means that you have to not be distracted. And you might say, you might want to argue and say, oh, yes, but I have such an incredibly busy life. Well, if you keep living that way, if we keep living that way, well, guess what? Nothing is going to fucking change. You say you don't have the time? Here's my point. Make time. Stop talking about all the things that you have to do when a lot of it, I'm talking about the TV shows, the sports, all of the bullshit, anything, and that device which is of a supreme control of our time, the phone, with the, the, I call it the ingenious distraction advice, device. Put it away. Turn off. This, we have business to do. We have a country to run. We have crooks and criminals that need to go to jail. We need to stop pretending that, well, it wasn't really that big of a deal. yes, Yes, it is. It is. Because, like I said, he just happened to get caught with his proverbial pants down a little bit. Think about the other 100,000 times him and his cronies didn't get caught. And unless there's a penalty, there has to be a penalty. Such is life. That is the existence. That is is the way things change and they operate. You can't just give them because they're a senator or congressman. Or a Supreme Court judge, a free pass, and a little slap on him and say, okay, well, mm, Clarence, that was a bad thing. Mm, 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 Promise you're not going to do that anymore, right, Clarence? Mm." And then let them go, you know, waddle back to their life, and then when the criminals, they get back together again, and then they're over martinis, drinks, whatever the hell you know they, they do like this, and they'll just be chuckling and laughing. The whole thing is a joke at your ex- 
expense. The joke is always on you. It's always on you because you, the taxpayer, you're footing the bill. And nothing ever happens to them. This, this charade going on, this other distraction with Trump, and it's just being presented in such a manner that people just are gasping and looking, oh my God, a, a former ex-president could actually be a criminal and, oh my God, and go to jail? It's, yeah, it's that's what I mean. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, crooks and criminals. I don't, I don't care if you were, you know, the 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 ex assistant to Jesus Christ on Earth. When you decided to be crooked, you need to pay a penalty. And I don't mean a little a little tap on the on the hand, a little light tap with a ruler by someone who's going to then take a sound bite. Yeah, we we really threw the book at him. We we're going to show that America is strong and the legal justice system is very strong and and, and we we really, you know, we're cracking down and we mean business. Um, okay, well, what was the penalty? What did you what did you actually do? Okay, well, we we cut off their 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 free their free trips to to the Bimini Islands for a whole year. We cut off their access to the plane that takes them to Honolulu, and they can't do that. We we're not gonna we're not gonna provide them with free free charter to, to you know Switzerland or for a whole year mm. that'll teach him um there are a few other um yeah um penalties I could think of Maybe you could, too. But, anyway, such as the whole, once again, another debacle with our, <laughs> our this is our debacle over, over the uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And unless you guys want to do something, get together, talk, and it starts that way and organize and all that kind of thing. Make the time because uh, it's only going to get worse. Because when these guys figure out, and they've pretty much figured that out, they can do whatever with impunity because we, I say collectively, we 
don't do anything, and nothing happens to them. That is the function and the purpose of a fucking penalty. So, other than that, if nothing is done in that respect, then, you know, as my dad used to say all those years ago, son, fact is, it don't mean a shit biscuit. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care I'm out of here